Hello, hello, and welcome back, EJ family. As we continue this discussion on habits, I actually want to talk about habits that we should be getting rid of, like those little blind spots in our spirituality. We all have them. These things that we believe that are truth, and they just really aren't, like little things, like believing that it's more spiritual for you to worship with your hands raised versus sitting down, um, like that gets you closer to God somehow, or you judge other people for not raising their hands, believing there's a certain number of times that you should kneel on your knees during a service or an exact number to how many times in a year you should take communion. Like we live so rigidly within these denominational divides so much that it actually disrupts the unity of the whole body. And sometimes it's just stuff that we've accepted in our social circles. Like even the social circles that include people who sit beside us on our church pews, you know, things that aren't really biblical. They're just our tradition or the way that the thing that we've always just accepted. Like I remember something that was really confusing to me when I would read scripture initially, when I first started kind of diving in to see what scripture said, I had to wrestle with things that I had heard in the church and from church people that just weren't really scripture. Like I just really thought that drinking alcohol meant you were going to hell. Like if you drink any alcohol, that just got you like a first class ticket to hell, like burning fire. And so when I would read scripture sometimes about alcohol, it was really confusing to me because, you know, that's just not really what it says. And of course, don't worry, we can talk more and more about this because there are layers and layers to the alcohol discussion in scripture. And there's a wisdom in how you can overindulge in many things. So I'm just going to leave that there and we can talk more about that later. But when we actually look at scripture, Jesus was so perplexing to the religious, to the Pharisees. And I think if we really walk like Jesus, that will still be true of us today. Like we won't look like religion tells us to look all the time. Like, yeah, sure, come to church in your Sunday best, but don't talk junk about the girl who came in with holes in her jeans or make the family who missed five Sundays in a row have to duck their heads down to avoid your judgmental glances. This year, let's dig out our blind spots. Let's dig out religion and tradition and see what parts of our walks don't line up with the heart of Jesus. Let's ask for more of him in our lives. And so the first thing I want us to dig out is disqualifying people based on a past failure in their life. I heard my grandmother talking once about how she was thinking about hiring this woman to come help her clean in her house sometimes. And she was telling a friend about it, like, oh, I think so-and-so is going to come help me clean sometimes. And the woman says, you know, you really should think twice about that because I heard when she was 16, she was caught stealing. This woman was now 65. Like, man, we're still hanging that one over her head. How often do we do that? Do we hold the sins of someone's past over their futures? Be honest with yourself here, right? The person who has questionable or derogatory tattoos sitting next to you in church, 
the one who smells like cigarettes or the alcohol they drank the night before. I know my pastor always says the church is the hospital, right? It's the place for broken people. We should actually be thanking God for answered prayers that he trusted us to sit those people on our pews. Just think about scripture. Think about great spiritual giants like David and Moses, also known as adulterer, murderer. See, God delivered them and used them mightily. And maybe you've called people unworthy or unpurposed. Oh, nothing great could come from them because of some past sin. But guess what? We've heard that phrase in Scripture, too, that whole nothing good could come from Nazareth but Jesus. See, over and over again, I think God is trying to rip out that external view of man that we cling to because God looks at the heart. What if we used words to lift up instead of tear down? What if our real love and open arms raised up David's and Moses's of our time today? But instead, sometimes we whisper adulterer and we say nothing good can come from that. Let's change the habit. Let's put on love. And see, on the flip side of that, we need to speak truth to our friends in the church with honest correction. To dig this stuff out, we need each other. We can't grow spiritually if we don't have honest relationships that speak hard truth. Proverbs 27, 6, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and you'll become wise. Associate with fools and you'll get in trouble. Guess what, folks? To become wise, that means that you discover some parts of yourselves are unwise. You have to be willing to accept correction and grow better together than to continually let each other walk in foolishness. We have to change ourselves to change the world. And there's another scripture, Proverbs 12, 1. It says, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. See, that's in your Bible. That's not crystal. So when your friend says something racist, say, sis, that's racist. When she's texting that high school ex-boyfriend, when she's married to a different dude entirely, say, sis, boundaries are healthy. And when someone brings up the gravity of sexual sin being a terrible sin because it's a sin against one's own body when it comes to a homosexuality argument, you make sure that they carry that same conviction for divorce, adultery, porn, and secret lust. Because the Bible says that lust with your eyes is to commit adultery in your heart, and they're all sexual sin. Friend, let's be hearers and doers of the word. Let's walk like Jesus and confuse the religious. Let's stop living in the excuses of tradition or denominational barriers. Let's love fully like Christ did. And let's grow wise and be wise together, plucking out bad habits so that we look more like Jesus. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember to ask God just to pluck out those bad habits this year to help you grow and be and look more like Him in this new season. I can't wait to continue our EJ Habits um, discussion next week. We have some special things coming down the pipeline for you in the future. Um, I want you to experience all that God has for you today and every day. So lean in to see the way that He is whispering to you in the midst of your daily living. Until next time, just remember, every day, Jesus.